show the whole world that you live in me. I wanna give my life. Romans 12, 1. I wanna tell the whole world and let you know. Innocent man, stretched out on a slab of wood Vertical elevation for the sake of the nations and all for my good Ultimate punishment, blood pouring, gushing like a fountain Now tell me truly, what you know about him? He's not just some figment of my imagination He's real, yes he died, but my God is alive And we call him Jesus, the resurrected Christ Holy is your name, and though I'm just a man I've been justified by your grace, I'm saved New creature, I've been changed Made alive, rearranged And I am unashamed I don't care what the world thinks I'ma tell them cause I I wanna make you known I wanna make you seen I wanna show the whole world that you live in me I wanna give my life, everything for your fame I wanna tell the whole world that you are holy And that you Love me, yeah that you gave your life for me So I'ma tell the whole world, you gon' hear them screaming Jesus, you know What you know about it? Is he just another guy that you scream, you sound insane? What you know about it? He the God King, Lion, Lamb, get it straight Get to know about it Aren't you sick of that I'm doing nothing? Why don't you get up? Break out, turn it up, you can blast off that ball up in your eyes and make the scales fall off See, the enemy just wants you to quit, he thinks you're a loser Wants the glory all for himself, giving you glam and lights, Lucifer But the true light of the world is calling us to be a strong light bearers Like Olympic torch runners, make way for the gospel Holy is your name, and though I'm just a man I've been justified by your grace, I'm saved New creature, I've been changed, made alive, rearranged And now you're minus
man. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy. One thing we know for sure, life can change in a second. This too shall pass. I am Neville. You are on the journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Today I'm taking you to a gorgeous island, St. Lucia, to meet two phenomenal guests, Andre Klein and Adrian Klein. I don't care what the world thinks, I'ma tell them cause I, I wanna make you known, I wanna make you seen, I wanna show the whole world that you live in me, I wanna give my life everything for your fame, I wanna tell the whole world that you are holy, and that you love me, yeah that you gave your life for me. Another guy that you scream, you sound insane What you know about it? He the God, King, Lion, Lamb, get it straight Get to know about it Aren't you sick of that? I'm doing nothing Why don't you get up? Break out, turn it up You can blast off that ball up in your eyes And make your skills fall off See, the enemy just wants you to quit He thinks you a loser Wants the glory all for himself Giving you glam and lights Lucifer But the true light of the world is calling us To be a strong light bearers Like Olympic torch runners Make way for the gospel Holy is your name And though I'm just a man I've been justified by your grace, I'm saved New creature, I've been changed, made alive, rearranged And now you're mine and shame You can't stop me That is singer, songwriter and producer, Adrian Klein A few days ago, one of the players I coach asked If money is no object, where would you want to go? I thought I'd ask that question this way if money is no object, what would you rather be doing right now? You can't stop me. What is faith? That is one of three questions I'm about to present to our guests in St. Lucia. Of course, this is episode two of our series on faith and the future, during which I'll be engaging persons of wide and varied backgrounds along the broad spectrum within our faith communities. And hopefully, we will be able to gather value that would better our individual journeys. Before we meet our guests, have you answered the question, what is faith? Is it some ace in the hole or some trick card we call upon in times of trouble, a kind of wishing bone? 
What is faith? What you know about it? What you know about it? What would you do if you came face to face with life's ultimatum? Let's meet a man who did. Andre Klein, welcome to the journey. Thank you. My pleasure. From that beautiful Caribbean beach island, kindly tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm almost, I can almost say that I'm, I'm like Abraham. I'm, <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I've been traveling all over the Caribbean. Um, I'm originally from Guyana. I'm a Guyanese by birth. And I left Guyana almost uh, 20 years now, and I've been living in the Eastern Caribbean. Mm -hmm. um, I'm married. I, I just celebrated my 28th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. With my, with my beautiful wife. Um, I, I'm the husband of one wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, and I have four beautiful children, um, three boys. Uh, Adrian is the eldest, um, Alex and Anthony, and one beautiful daughter, um, Sophie. And um, we are presently living in St. Lucia because of the nature of my job. Um, I work with Eastern Caribbean Civil Aviation Authority. Um, as a telecommunications technician. And so I'm stationed at the Huonora International Airport mm -hmm. um, in St. Lucia. And so when your, your, your lovely um, audience want to take a visit into the Caribbean, I, I highly recommend that they come and visit St. Lucia. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I'm involved in the in the church. Um, I attend the OJ Evangelical Church. I've been with them for the past uh, 10 years or so since I've been in St. Lucia. Um, my faith began a long, long time ago. Uh, I would say when I was just about 9 or 10 or thereabout. And interestingly enough, Neville, mm -hmm. you were the one who invited me and introduced me to um, my fate. I remember that very well. <laughs> right. So, so we, we go way back. Right. And um, I'm, I'm extremely grateful uh, for the input that you have made in, in my life um, over the many years. So it's a real privilege for me to, to come on your program and uh, share with the audience uh, some of the things that I have experienced as a husband, as a father, as a man, just a human being, um, as a seeker, uh, struggling to make sense out of life, uh, dealing with the, the challenges and the, the opportunities that we all face from time to time. So I'm very happy to be on this program, um, hoping that some of the things that I will share with your audience will motivate them, spark some light off in them, cause them to think about um, their own existence, their own journey. I'm so happy that you call this program The Journey. 
because life is actually a journey. Isn't it They're wonderful? Uh, yes, it is a journey. And, and there's so much uncertainty about the journey. Even if you get all the information, you get the map and so on. Even while you're on the journey, you discover things along the way that you unintentionally, um, you know, you, you, you didn't go out intentionally looking for them and, and you find them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you go on a journey saying that you're going to look for one thing and you don't find that thing, but you find something completely different, something completely unique, new, beautiful. And uh, I suspect that's part of life too. So it's very interesting that you've called uh, this program The Journey. So I'm happy to be here and hopefully we will be able to um, rub shoulders and exchange ideas and something beautiful will come out of this journey that we're on together. We'll be right back. I want to make you know I want to show the whole world that you live in me My guest is Andre Klein. We're listening to music by Adrian Drenotes Klein, co-produced with Daryl Daniel, mixed and mastered by Daryl Daniel. Their single, Make You Known, Adrian Drenotes Klein. Cool elevation for the sake of the nations and all for my good. Ultimate punishment, blood pouring, gushing like a fountain. This is episode two of our series, Faith in the Future, Calling Preachers to the Podium. You can find the series at thejourney.ryosports.com. That is, the journey is one word, thejourney.ryosports.com, where you can select from a wide array of programs, episodes, and shows. This series, the one you're currently listening to, is one of our inspirational series entitled Calling Preachers to the Podium, Faith and Our Future. Here again is our guest, Andre Klein. So, Andre, can you tell us what is faith from your point of view? Ah, boy. You know, as, as I thought about this subject um, on faith, um, one of the things I, discover, I, I realize is that there are different kinds and different levels of faith. Um, you don't have to be religious to have faith. We all have faith. Every human being exercises a measure of faith. And um, I, I, can, I can talk about my faith in regard, uh, what faith means to me. Uh, from different different perspective, uh, let me start with one that I think uh, really brings the point home. About uh, almost ten years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer, and uh, I was I was in St. Lucia at the time, and um, I went to the doctor and discovered that I was um, bleeding internally. And um, they said to me, look, you need to have an operation almost immediately. And so when you're in that situation, you, you, you don't argue with the doctor. <laughs> you simply say, all right, you're, you're in charge. But even at that point, 
mm. some level of faith kicks in mm-hmm. because you actually have to trust the competence and the character of this doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, you, if you're dealing with uh, brain surgery, if, if you have some kind of injury to your brain, you don't go to a medical doctor. You go to a brain surgeon mm-hmm. because the, the, the competence is what you're after. You want somebody who knows what he's about, who's been trained, who's capable of doing what he says he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you also you look for references. You know, you ask people questions about about this particular person. Um, how is how good is he? What is has been his track record? Um, how many people have recovered after um, you know going through surgery with this person? Mm-hmm. You ask a lot of questions because really and truly, when you meet a, a, a total stranger, you don't know much about the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to. We all have to trust one another. You are, we have to trust the, the training and the, the experience of people. So I went to Antigua because my insurance company is in Antigua. Mm. And I, I was telling them, um, look, I, I need to go to Barbados to do this um, procedure. Why I need to go to Barbados? Because the doctors in St. Lucia mm-hmm. at the time uh, did not feel that they were qualified um, to perform what was needed to be done on me. Mm-hmm. So they recommended that I go to Barbados to do it. Mm-hmm. So I went to I went to Antigua uh, on a management meeting. I ju- just happened to have to go to Antigua. And while I was there, I said, let me go and check with the insurance company. So I went to the insurance company and told them, look, um, I have this... Um, surgery that I need to do uh, in Barbados, uh, will you honor the uh, the financial aspect of it? So they would pay the, the, the doctor in Barbados um, for the surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, there again, I'm trusting another entity, the insurance company. Mm-hmm. They're going to promise to pay based upon um, our arrangements with, with them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I've been paying them for years with the hope that I would never get sick. <laughs> there, <laughs> right. there I am. I'm sick now right. and I'm hoping that they will come true because I trusted them all these years with, with, with my money and hoping that, you know, they, they will come true. Mm. So they said to me, sure, we can do it in Barbados, but why do you need to go to Barbados? We have a, we have a, a set of doctors right here in, in Antigua, um, who can do this. And based upon what I told them, mm-hmm. that you know I was I was bleeding on and off and so on, mm-hmm. um, they said, "Look, just go across to an, an office in the same building and talk to um, our one of the, one of the doctors from the panel." Mm-hmm. So I went across, spoke to the doctor, and he did a quick examination. He says, "Mr. Klein." you need to see a specialist immediately. Mm-hmm. So there again, I'm taking his word. He <laughs> is on a panel and he says, go to a specialist. So I leave him, get a letter from the insurance company to go to this specialist. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I walk into the specialist office. I've never seen this man before in my life. Hmm. I've never spoken to him before, but there he is. He is sitting on the other side of the desk and he says to me, hi, how are you? My name is um, so-and-so. I will not call his name because um, I didn't ask his permission to call his name. So I said to him, I have this situation and I was referred by one of the panel doctors from the insurance company um, for you to um, examine me and possibly do um, an operation. He said, sure, no problem. Go in the bed, go in that room over there, take your clothes off and uh, let me examine you. Now, I have colon cancer, so if he's going to do any examination of me, you know where he's going to examine. (laughs) (laughs) I have never, no, I shouldn't say that. I actually did it before, Mm -hmm. but every time I've I've done it, Mm -hmm. uh, have have this anal exam done. Mm -hmm. This is a very uncomfortable and embarrassing thing. (laughs) But here I am trusting another doctor to examine me. Uh, so he put on his gloves um, and he did the examination and uh, he uh, t- did a, a, a blood stool sample and as you would have it, there it was, I had blood in my stool. And he says, Mr. Klein, based upon what I'm seeing and my years of experience, I don't normally do this but I am going to schedule you for a uh, an operation this afternoon. Mm-hmm. That was, he was talking to me somewhere around uh, two o'clock. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a Friday. Mm-hmm. Normally he, he does not do any uh, surgeries on the weekend. Mm-hmm. As you know, he's, he, he, calls, he says when he wants to do his, do his thing. Mm-hmm. But in my case, um, he made an exception. So he told me, go home, well, not home, go to the hotel and take this uh, barium, not barium, there's some kind of a a gallon of liquid. Mm. In essence, what this thing is supposed to do is flush you out, Mm -hmm. quick flush, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I I go to the hotel and he says, well, make sure you get somebody to drop you off to take you to to the hospital. And we will take it from there. So I go to my hotel. I don't even get a chance to tell my wife anything. She's back in, in St. Louis. She knows nothing of what's happening with mm-hmm. me. Um, I had already left um, work for the day. So my, my office, the people in the office, that does not even know mm-hmm. that I'm going in for the surgery. Um, the only person that would, would know in... in um, Antigua that day would be um, a gentleman that um, when, I, when I lived in Antigua, um, I attended his church. He was the elder for the church, mm. um, um, Lauren Jilks. So he's a very good friend of mine. And uh, so I called him and I said, you know, I need, I need to have this emergency surgery. Can you pick me up from the hotel at four o'clock um, so that I can um, be admitted? He said, sure, no problem. So I take this awful liquid, drinking it, and as I'm drinking it, there again, my faith is being exercised because the doctor said drink the thing, so I'm drinking it. 
You know, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I'm drinking it. So I'm drinking this stuff, and five minutes into drinking this stuff, mm-hmm. Neville, mm-hmm. you ever had an urgent call for the bathroom? Well, uh, well this, mm-hmm. yeah, well, this this was this is where you call emergency call. <laughs> so I ran into the the the, the room, and. Uh, before I could even fully get my, my clothes to my knees, hmm. whoosh, everything is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only halfway. Yes, I don't mean to I'm laugh. Only, <laughs> I'm only halfway with the bottle. And I'm saying, do I really have to drink this whole bottle? And I'm saying to myself, the guy says drink the whole bottle. Okay, I'll drink the whole bottle. So I take another a mouthful of this thing and I think okay I'm free now I think everything is out I mean because with the first go <laughs> you know it was like thunder and lightning and <laughs> you know what I'm saying this, this has got to be everything man. <laughs> I took another mouthful of this thing went and lay down for a few minutes and then the call came again ran into the bathroom by now I decided that I'm not going to put my pants on. I'm just going to leave my before because I don't know what's going to happen. So I run into this room. By the time I sit down, whoosh again. And I'm surprised. Think, more stuff is still in there. And I'm watching this, this, this gallon of liquid that I have to drink. Sorry. And I'm only halfway on, in, in, in the bottle. So I take another glass and I'm drinking. By this time, I figure I'm not wearing anything. <laughs> I'm just going to pull the bed as close to the toilet as possible and wait for the next call. <laughs> Long story being short, Neville, I, I don't, by the time I was finished that bottle, I don't even think I had air left in me. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry to be laughing, but... No. So, and, and that's the first part. And I drank this gallon of liquid because the doctor said to drink it. Mm-hmm. I trusted him. Mm-hmm. He know what he's talking about. He's the expert. I'm the idiot. I'm the one with, that needs the surgery. So I drink this liquid and I'm almost dizzy from having emptied my entire inside Mm. with this liquid after a while all that was coming out was clear water never Mm. you know so that i'm and i'm sure that is what the doctor intended Mm -hmm. to to get me clean in quick quick time because (laughs) normally what i understood later on that normally it take they to do they they do like in a day in prep preparing you mm-hmm. but in my case he needed me ready in less than two hours mm-hmm. so my friend came he picked me up and we went to the the, the, um, the hospital um, and they admitted me and then the young lady is who was admitting me asking me questions as well are you allergic to this? Are you allergic to that? And I'm I'm like I'm almost like in a dream state, Neville, because this is happening so fast. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she says to me, um, I, I want to make sure that you're not allergic to anything. I'm going to put a little scratch in your hand and see how you respond to it. I'm, and then like in, I'm in the dream state remembering these things. Mm. Um, by the time she was finished with that, I'm prepped. And so they wheel me into the, the theater. And I'm lying on this cold uh, metal surface. Mm-hmm. Just the only thing that's separating me from the metal is a sheet. Mm. I could feel the coldness mm. on the metal. The room is ice cold. Oh boy. You know? And I'm lying there, and the anesthesiologist came and he was talking to me, and he says, You know, um, I'm the anesthesiologist, and I'm going to be taking care of you and making sure that. You know, everything is fine and so on. Do you have any allergies? Have you ever done this before? No, I've not done it before. Um, All right. I'm going to give you a little injection so that um, you will just feel a little pinch. While he is saying that to me, Mm -hmm. I am, by this time, I I figure I, I just hand my body over to the experts mm-hmm. because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm lying on this thing and I'm in my mind, I'm talking to my father. That's my heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to him, because I'm a little scared now. Eh? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, God, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what's going to become of this, but I'm scared. And uh, I don't know if I'm going. At that point, I begin to think I don't even know if I'm going to live or die after the surgery. Mm. Um, because this doctor is about to open and expose my my inner um, organs that no, my, even my mother never saw. <laughs> you know, mm. and so I'm lying there and I'm saying, and then I start thinking about my family. Mm my wife and my, my children. And I'm saying, and I'm sure tears was running down the side of my, my, my eyes as I'm lying there. Um, and I'm saying, God, I, I have a young family. My children, they were, they were, they were in their, I think uh, Adrian was just about um, 12 or 13 or something like that. He, they were all young. Mm. Um, I had not been married for very long. Uh, one of my my desire was to um, do better than my father had done mm-hmm. because I, I did not really grow up with my, my, my father and my mother and so on. And I'm saying I'm, I'm saying in my mind, not not aloud. Mm-hmm. I'm saying in my mind, you know, God, what is going to happen to my children if I never wake up from off of this table? Mm-hmm. And there's a sense of peace came over me. And uh, not audibly, but in my mind, I'm hearing a reassurance Mm -hmm. that in essence said, Andre, I took care of you when you had neither father nor mother. I am able to take care of your children. Mm. You don't don't worry about that. Mm. And so I, I I, I relaxed. I rested in in that, that inner 
voice that I heard, the quietness that came over me, and I'm hearing the anesthesiologist saying, okay, Mr. Klein, would you please count back from 100, start counting from 100. I don't think I got to 99, mm. and I was out. I woke up from that surgery uh, somewhere around, I think it was probably nine o'clock. I went in around four. When I woke up, it was about nine. And uh, the nurse is trying to get me up. And I'm, if you've ever been in um, surgery where they put you under anesthesia and so on, when you're coming out of that, you're like a drunk. <laughs> like a drunk man, uh, and so I'm like, you know, you know oh my, I'm, I'm, I'm woozy. I, I, the place is spinning, and this nurse is holding me and saying, "Mr. Klein, welcome back. Um, uh, your your surgery was successful, and so on." And I'm saying, "Thank you, thank you." Uh, where's the doctor? He says, "Don't worry about the doctor. He will come. You just go. We will put you in your bed, and you lie down, and you just go to sleep." following morning um, the doctor came and he's all cheery and bright and he says you know we had a very successful surgery Mr. Klein I say yeah yeah we removed 24 inches of your colon <laughs> and he, he's like you know he's Sorry. just rattling this thing off like you know <laughs> we just had cheese and ice cream <laughs> and I'm saying all right, then, 24 inches of my colon, you removed. Wow. So, yeah, and we took out quite a bit of your lymph nodes as well. Say, so, really? Yeah, and we took out your appendix just for the good measure of it as well. And I mean, I could laugh now, but I, I'm, I'm like dazed looking at this guy, and, I'm, and he's all smiles and... I have tubes coming from my nose. <laughs> I have tubes coming out of the part of me that, um, you know, helped me to make the four children that I have. <laughs> Sorry. You know, oh and he says, Mr. Client, just relax and you can do everything you need to do in the bed. Don't worry about it. Um, the nurses are here. You are paid them very good money and they are going to take very good care of you. Uh, we'll, I'll talk to you later. I need to go and visit some other patients. And he left. Hmm. I understand that that very same night, I learned this later on, that very same night, he had another operation with another patient, a male patient, with a similar condition. Hmm. And that patient died. Hmm. Um, thankfully, I didn't know that that night because I probably would have died just a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to be laughing, but you know, but um, you, you know, he, 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 I learned that later. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I when I found that out, it, it dawned at me, goodness gracious me, I, I take this thing so lightly. I came very close to dying, mm -hmm. but I trusted this doctor mm -hmm. with my life. I put my life in the hand of another human being, knowing little or nothing about him. Mm. And I, in essence, Neville, that to me is one aspect of faith that I believe <clears throat> we all have. Um, many of your audience may have jumped on, a, on a, an aircraft, 
They never ask, um, is the pilot in of sound mind? <laughs> Did he have good training? Uh, is he sober? Is he even in the plane? <laughs> no questions are asked. We just happily jump on the plane, sit down, sing our kumbaya. The plane takes off. We hear a voice in from the cockpit saying, this is your pilot. We are going to be taking off today. The weather is wonderful. And you are sitting in this metal box with two big jet engines on either side going to take you someplace in the world that you want to get to. And you just sit there and drink coffee and eat donuts and talk to your friends while you fly a couple of thousand feet up in the air. And you expect to get to your destination because you expect the person in the cockpit is competent. He knows what he's about. And you trust him to get you there. I'll give you another example, Neville. Mm -hmm. You remember some time ago I, went to, I, I came to the United States and um, you wanted me to visit you. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just my, my wife and, and Adrian at the time. Mm -hmm. I had a young family then. And I, I, I visited my, my mother who was living in New York and I called you and I said to you, hey Neville, how are you man? Mm -hmm. And we had this nice conversation and so on. And you were trying to get me to come, I think it was to Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, but by that time I was, uh, actually I was on my way back uh, from this long visit and I think I was in my, uh, Miami. And uh, so we were having this conversation and you said to me, you know what, um, I could send you a ticket hmm. and you can come to Texas and we can hang out for a few days or so. Mm -hmm. And just hearing you on the other side of a phone call, I was getting excited. Mm -hmm. I didn't see you. But I was just hearing your voice mm. and I was getting excited by you saying, I can make arrangements for you to come to Texas with you and your wife and your son. And I, my whole attitude was changing mm. because I was having a conversation with you on the phone. Mm. I don't see you. I don't even, I don't think I really knew I still don't know what you do. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know whether you, you are financially capable of doing this. Um, all these were just assumptions that I was making in my head. Of, oh, Neville, Neville is able to do this, man. Yeah, Neville is saying that he's going to do it. So he's going to do it. He can do it. And then for some strange reason, um, as wonderful as the idea was, um, uh, I don't think we actually pulled, did it because of the, the timing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you said to me, oh, never, oh okay. the least I can do, I could send you some money. Mm -hmm. And here my heart is beating again. Neville is going to send me money. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, you know, my whole attitude is changing based upon a promise you are making mm -hmm. to me over the phone. My whole attitude changes because of a promise you make me never. Mm -hmm. 
I know something about you. I know your, I am trusting your character. I'm tr trusting your competence. And in essence, that's what I think faith is. So I've given you three exam personal examples. Uh, I can give you hundreds of them mm -hmm. um, of what faith means to me. Mm -hmm. It, in essence, I, and I, I got this, um, I heard this definition from a gentleman, um, and I've always liked it. I don't know if it's original with him. Um, I will mention his name because I got it, I heard it from him. His name is Dr. Gene Scott. Uh, he's, I think he's a, an American. Um, but I, I can't say that it's original with him, but I liked it. Uh, and he said, in essence, Faith is action based upon belief, sustained by confidence in the person who makes you the promise. Mm. You know, and uh, I, I like that definition. And uh, over the years um, of my journey um, in faith, I have found from my studies of um, the literature that I read that. Um, that is, in essence, a very good not, um, synopsis of what faith. faith is action based on belief, sustained by confidence in the one who makes you the promise. And uh, we, we probably will get into um, religious and faith-based religion, faith. Uh, it's, it's interesting how those, those words seem to jockey. Um, for, for position, <laughs> faith-based uh, religion, mm. um, and 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 their faith. Okay. Well, we'll we'll probably talk a little bit about about that. Romans twelve one. I wanna tell the whole world and let you know. Innocent man stretched out on a slab of wood Vertical elevation for the sake of the nations and all for my good Ultimate punishment, blood pouring, gushing like a fountain Now tell me truly, what you know about him? He's not just some figment of my imagination He's real, yes he died, but my God is alive And we call him Jesus, the resurrected Christ Holy is your name, and though I'm just a man I've been justified by your grace, I'm saved New creature, I've been changed Made alive, rearranged And I am unashamed I don't care what the world thinks I'ma tell them cause I I wanna make you known I wanna make you seen I wanna show the whole world that you live in me I wanna give my life everything for your fame I wanna tell the whole world that you are holy And that you Love me, yeah, that you gave your life for me So I'ma tell the whole world, you gon' hear them screaming Jesus, you know What you know about it? Is he just another guy that you scream, you sound insane? What you know about it? He's the God, King, Lion, Lamb, get it straight Get to know about it Aren't you sick of that I'm doing nothing? Why don't you get up? Break out, turn it up, you can blast off that ball up in your eyes and make the scales fall off See, the enemy just wants you to quit, he thinks you're a loser 
Once the glory all for himself, giving you glam and lights, Lucifer. Deceiver. But the true light of the world is calling us to be a strong light bearers. Like Olympic torch runners. Lego. Make way for the gospel. Holy is your name. And though I'm just a man, I've been justified by your grace. I'm saved. New creature, I've been changed, made alive, rearranged. And now you're mine Faith is action based on belief, sustained by confidence in the one who makes you the promise. I like that definition. What about you? You are on the journey, and it's time for our question of the week. The question of the week is this. Of all the people you know, friends, foes, and family, can you name two in whose hands you will place your life in the blink of an eye? Of all the people you know, friends, foes, and family, can you name two in whose hands you will place your life in the blink of an eye? I'm gonna make you known. I'm happy to be spending these moments with Mr. Klein in the continuation of this series, Faith and Our Future, calling preachers to the podium. I'll be back with him to find out his other perspectives on faith. And I'll see if I can get him to sing for us. 
In the meanwhile, let me encourage you to check out one of my inspirational books, Illicet, A Time to Begin Again. That is Illicet, spelled I-L-I-C-E-T, Illicet, A Time to Begin Again. One reader said, I keep it on my stand beside my bed and reread it many nights. It keeps me inspired. I like hearing that. I trust you two will be inspired. Illicet, A Time to Begin Again by Neville D'Angelo. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Illicet, a time to begin again. See you next week.